This is diatribe. You know, it's like a sad cat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Stop. Ahoy and welcome to the love boat. My name is Caleb. Well, you can go and love yourself. Sweetie, who are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm Chloe. And this is Diatribe. Yeah. For better or for worse, we're back at it again. Um, I wish I could tell you at home, just but I mean, look, we won't get into it. But the precarious recording situation this week. <sighs> I will just say that I don't have Wi-Fi in my new home. And um, the sound quality might be a little different. I mean, it's already just like living on a prayer hanging by a thread. So I don't know. I just, you know, hope for the best. But we're here and the devil will not stop us from doing this show. We'll be death dropping into your favorite podcast app no matter what. Huh? Okay. So anyway, how's your week been? Well, I got a job. Yay. You got a job? Yeah. Didn't I tell you? What? Did you? I swear I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, another episode of uh, Kayla being a fake friend and forgetting stuff that I told him that was important. <laughs> I mean, you know, work. Literally. I was about to say literally. Oh my gosh, stop. Took the words right out of my mouth. Well, I mean, congrats, I guess. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> what are you doing? Do you want to say? I'm just working in a cafe. Ooh. It's not like dream job, it's just, you know, a start to something. That's okay, I feel like there's a tea joke in there somewhere. Yes, priorities. Oh, I gotta go. We've hardly spoken this week, like, okay. I'm not complaining. I've been so busy, I usually like, will chill on Instagram here and there. I don't, re I didn't realize how much it, how much time it took up until um the screen time feature for like iOS. Anyway. I've been so busy that I haven't even had time to check Instagram. This hoe hit me with a notification being like, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so recently added to their stories. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably cut that out. Sorry. Okay, what you need to know. Do you have any idea what happened this week? Yeah, yeah. So we did briefly speak about uh, the cyclone in Zimbabwe and... A lot of people have really helped out with that. And actually, there's one specific person I want to talk about, and I hope Caleb doesn't mind, because I didn't tell him I was going to do this. There was a lady in Zimbabwe, an old grandma sort of lady from one of the very, like, rural villages, and she's very poor. And, you know, what she does is she buys clothes, and then she sells them off, um, you know, for a bit of a profit, you know, and that's her work and honest living. She's not rich, right? And when she heard about the cyclone, her heart was just so broken that she was like, I'm going to donate the clothes that I have bought this week, you know, to the people that need that. Like, she didn't have much, but she still gave. And you know what this lady did? So she couldn't afford transport. This lady walked like a smooth 12 kilometers with this big, heavy bag of clothes on her head. To give to people that in need. Oh my gosh, 12 kilometers. Is that not the most heartwarming, beautiful, humble thing you've ever heard? Maybe we should start doing like a real MVP of the week because, yeah. She wins for sure. And she absolutely wins. Yeah. yeah. All I know is that one of the billionaire people in Zimbabwe um, has decided to build or buy her a, a house anywhere she chooses and to give her money every single month until the, the day she dies to pay it forward. And I'm just like, this is the kind of positivity I need in my life. And the thing is, God really blesses that. He saw this lady's heart and was just like, you know what? I'm going to send somebody to bless you. It made my heart so warm. Well, shout out to you, ma'am. Um, you're our real MVP of the week. And um, yeah, I guess you're never too old to have a blesser. I'm gonna look up this this nice young this nice young lady and maybe share a story about her. I love that. 
Okay, so I don't know why I'm mentioning this even, but Justin Bieber is threatening to release new music. How dare you? I mean, I hope the fact that I'm in South Korea means that I won't hear it. I mean, I don't hear, I, I don't think I've ever heard the radio ever unless I'm in a taxi, but usually they're playing like a CD of what sounds like decades old Korean music, which is fine. It sounds great to me. I don't think I'm in danger. How popular is he in, you know, the United I, Kingdom? I don't know. I don't listen to, you know, okay, wait. you know how on Instagram stories you can add music to your story? I can't even find my songs in that feature. So what are you saying? Like, I am in no danger of hearing Justin Bieber's new music. Yeah, I saw this just before we started recording. I mean, I'm not going to say I want him to go away or anything. However. <laughs> oh dear. I feel like he kind of blew his load as far as his career, I guess. is. I mean, not that he's peaked or anything, but like, sweetie, are you really... Like, who is really feeling like he is about to... Like he's yet to hit his stride. I feel like he's been done that. And you know what? If you don't want to accost us with new music, I wouldn't be mad about it. What I want to know, is he going to be posting like a gospel album? Or is he going to be featuring Hillsong? I don't know. I just want to know. I was just thinking that I was just going to say, you know, if he did a, a collaboration with Hillsong, I'd be here for that. I wouldn't. Yikes. Justine here is hoping that your new song is a collaboration with Hillsong. That would actually be so lit. I think I would actually listen. I don't know how much I'd get like spirit out of it spiritually, but I mean, you know, I'd definitely be ready to hear it. Like I'm, right now, as if he's just going to put out pop music, I feel like I really want to actively avoid it. <laughs> Same. No, if he does a collab with Hillsong, I will listen simply for curiosity. But I'll probably listen to it like just that once to be like, let's see if this is really that bad. Oh, yeah, probably. Bye. I'm not lighting a candle and listening to that new Hill song featuring Justin Bieber or vice versa. No, 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 no. It's very much going to be like, okay, let's see what that's about. But as yeah, far as yeah. pop music goes, I'm just like, sweetie, leave us alone. So you watch Supernatural, right? Well, I actually haven't in a really long time because I'm trying to live my best legal life. And it's not on Netflix. <laughs> so therefore, I have not watched it in a while. I'm quite a few seasons behind. Okay, but let's be real, though. That show has, like, 36 seasons, so you could have not watched it in a while and still have watched, like, 80% of the show. Okay, first of all, it has 14 seasons. and That's I... what I said. <laughs> Listen, we love Sam and Dean, and, you know, I know that the whole song for Supernatural is Carry On, My Way With Son, and as much as I love that show, it is time that they stop. Um, and as a long-time fan... I will be sad to see it go, but th there does come a time where it's just like, listen. I mean, we should say that the, the reason we're talking about this is that she's been cancelled. Supernatural is going to, um, yeah, yeah, death drop into the afterlife. And, and I'm glad. Well, don't say that because <laughs> they have been to hell and back very literally in that show. Oh, gosh. They've been to the void. They've been to hell. They've been to like purgatory. They've been to... What was it like an alternate universe? They've been demons. They've both been angels. Yeah, well, you know what? They should have been cancelled. Can Actually, speaking of shows, can I just very quickly talk about Riverdale? Hello? Last week, Riverdale did like a musical episode. And look. Oh, gosh. I'm going to go on the record and say I liked Riverdale. I think it's bizarre and really like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever it's just okay can i save this for my diatribe okay i don't even know why i have this in my notes but tyler oakley turned 30 years old i feel really old yeah i don't know remember when when like the youtube boom was happening maybe i don't know like what six years ago and we were all wondering what a post-YouTube world was going to look like. I feel like we're very much on the cusp of that. Tyler Oakley is turning 30. Troy Sivan is, you know, out here being a pop star. I only really got into the watching YouTubers, gosh, like 2015. I was late to the party. I feel like it's very much like peaked, though. Yeah, I mean, what? I mean, this is no, I mean... 
I agree. I mean, not to say anything about the content that's out there, but I don't know. I feel like it's just like it didn't go the places that we thought it was going to go. It just kind of like plateaued. And now it's just like as a platform, I feel like it's just like done all it's all it's going to do. Which is weird because I remember Tyler Oakley used to say, like, I don't know why, but I was always very curious about what he did this for and, like, what his end game was. And I feel like he was always smarter than he let on. Uh-huh. And he used to say, like, yeah, he's not trying to use YouTube as, like, a, a springboard to something else. He's not trying to, like, use YouTube to get him somewhere. YouTube has always been it. It's where he wants to stay. It's what he wants to do. And I was like, okay interesting strategy let's see if it pays off for him and now it's just so i really don't get it he's still putting out i mean what i saw on twitter like when i saw this yeah was that like he put out three youtube video like three videos this week and the content is still very much like you know the what's in my mouth challenge um i adopted a dog for a week and i'm like okay where are you expecting this to go because I listen to his podcast and they joke about, you know, and they say I'm done and they say I'm cancelled or you've peaked. And I'm just like, what? I wonder. Now that he's hit 30, I'd really love to know what he is, what he sees the next five years of his life looking like. Because, I mean, YouTube, I mean, there's no, I mean, his content has not changed. Yeah. You know? I and think. so. Yeah. Are you just going to keep doing this? I guess what I'm trying to get at is that if I was him and I just turned 30, I'd be very much like, okay. Let's get where we're going. Yeah. Let's. I, I think like it's also difficult for new people to get discovered because it's like there's so many people on YouTube now. There really are. I think even like the term viral has had to change because well, remember you used to watch something with like a couple thousand views. And it was like, whoa, that's viral. And now it's just like, meh, yeah. I always thought that was doing a bit much. I was like, sweetie, this is 2000 views. Yeah, now now like viral has to be like much bigger because lots of people are getting viewed for little things, and I think not to shout out PewDiePie, but oh gosh, please don't give her airtime. No, no, listen. If or when T series overtakes PewDiePie, I think it will also change a lot. It was supposed to be for personalities, so whether you like PewDiePie as a person or not, or his content. The point is he represents a bigger thing now. He represents YouTubers rather than companies. And I think that's why people are rooting for him. I guess once that company, whoever they are, passes him, I feel like, you know, that'll be the final nail in the coffin. Then the bubble will have officially burst. Yeah. It's not even about people standing PewDiePie. It's about people wanting to keep YouTube pure as a sense. Yeah, very much that. You know what I feel like the vibe kind of was back in 2013? It was very much like, yeah, TV is owned by networks and, you know, you have to keep our favorite shows are being canceled. Um, There's nothing that really speaks to us. And then there was kind of this thing where, well, we'll make our own content and we'll have our own voices and we'll get to choose who entertains us. We'll get to choose. We'll kind of like democratize I mean, I feel like Gen Z was kind of like, okay, we're going to democratize what entertainment is and we're going to choose. And then I feel like everyone just realized, I kind of get sick of vlogs. <laughs> There's only so many like chicken nugget challenges, like waxing <laughs> my legs with so-and-so collaborations. I mean, like that gets old very quickly. And I feel like people realized, okay, there is definitely a ceiling on this. And then Netflix happened and we were like, yeah, I'd rather be watching this Netflix original content than, yeah. you know the umpteenth um, best friend challenge or tag or what's in my mouth. But I mean, you know, go off, Tyler. If you like it, I love it. All the best in your future endeavors, Henny. There is something else I want to talk about. I mean, this is kind of like, you know, speaking of Netflix, I mentioned last week that there's an Apple event. Well, there was an Apple event Monday. Right, so that happened. And basically, Apple is doing the most right now. She's releasing quite a few things. Steve has been doing his job. Because I have been getting these ads and these emails about this Apple event and Apple Apple stuff. And can I just say to everyone, I have never owned an Apple product in my life. Is it because of your Apple Music like trial subscription? I mean, no, because that's, that's done. 
but yeah, no, I keep I keep getting these emails and I'm just like, listen, I don't care. I've never even owned an iPod. That's how like non-Apple I am. Like I've never. Oh my gosh, honey. Yeah, I just, I so my sister had one and it was like secondhand. Someone gave it to her and then I borrowed it. But I've never myself owned an iPod or a, an iPhone or a Mac or anything. I remember my first iPod. It was one of the first things I like saved up for. I saved for like a couple of months and I remember getting it and it was just like, I felt like I was living my best life, which is kind of why I talk about like wanting AirPods because like that kind of like, you know, you want something because you want something. It's just like the novelty is so overbearing. Like you could stay up at night just like wanting it so bad. Like when you're six years old and you want a bike or I feel like, for millennials, everyone relates to like wanting an iPod. Well, at least I I feel like I'm not the only one. Well, anyway, speaking of Netflix, as I said, Apple announced their Netflix rival. Wait, what? Yeah, they're going to have like a streaming service with like a lot of original content. Are they only going to be doing original content? Or are they going to be... Apparently they're spending like a billion, they're planning to spend like a billion dollars a year on original content. Usually I would watch the whole event, which is like, you know, an hour and change or like 90 minutes and change, let's say. But I just watched like the one of those, like the Apple event in seven minutes or 11 minutes or whatever. And I saw that they trotted out like Jennifer Aniston, Steven Spielberg, Big Bird, like the big yellow Sesame Street character, Big Bird. Yeah. And like Oprah. It was a huge deal, apparently. Okay. And the only thing that I like, and I was thinking today... If they really could snatch Netflix wig, you know, I guess it's all about the algorithm because you know what? On Netflix, the suggested content is usually pretty lit. I feel like they really have figured that out. I feel like that's what keeps people coming back. And I was thinking one of the reasons I want to switch to Spotify is because the auto-generated playlists and like the recommended music is so much better than Apple Music. When I used Apple Music, I was like, oh, it's right here. It's built in. That's great. I'm just going to use this. And I never really had a, a reason to use Spotify. And I couldn't get it on my phone. And then when I moved here to Korea, Apple Music doesn't have a desktop player. So what I started doing was just, you know, using the Spotify web player. And it's and it, it's literally changed the way my workday goes. Because you can just open up the thing, click, on, click play on one of the like auto-generated daily mixed playlists. You can just click play on that and go about the rest of your day. YouTube music also had a pretty lit recommended. Like, I really enjoyed it. And I'm quite sad that my free trial is over. But uh, we'll see what Amazon has to offer. Something deep down within me is like, I never want to be the kind of person who subscribes to Amazon music. I don't know what it is. But it's kind of like that bougie attitude to music that kept me from giving Spotify a real chance for so long. And now I wish I had. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm doing a free trial, so I, I'm not subscribed. It's I I don't pay for these things, but I don't break the law either. So, loopholes. It hit me today, like, yeah, half of the Netflix thing, at least for me, is what's recommended. It really seems to, like, get that. I don't know. It just works. And I was thinking, Apple Music... Compared to Spotify, Apple Music's playlist, like they discover, they're sort of like, you know, this is a playlist for an artist or this is a playlist for like this mood or this is a playlist for yeah. this year or whatever. Though they're just like, it's just like a dumping ground for a certain genre, for a certain time frame or a certain artist. They yeah. really did not have that figured out. They still don't have it figured out. I mean, I still use Apple Music on my phone. It's yeah. really leaves a lot to be desired and i'm just like okay that's great that's cute for you if you're spending a billion dollars on like you know original television content but i mean if they are not competing with the algorithm i'm just i'm just like um cute for you but i'm just gonna i don't have the time to wade through and give everything a chance yeah i'd rather let steve the fbi agent come on steve. in my phone and tv tell me what to watch because like as i've mentioned i don't really listen to super poppy stuff the fact that I could find some of my hipster type things on YouTube was really cool. I I did like YouTube for that. But Amazon Music is pretty cool. I've had it for like less than a week. But it does have Alexa with it, which I just, I kind of like that. Oh my gosh, I'm teaching at a second school now. And they have an Alexa and a Google Home in the same classroom. And I'm like, oh my gosh. 
Do they talk to each other? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, do you think Steve is Alexa in drag? Oh gosh. Wait, no, 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 no. Steve is Siri in drag. Hello? <laughs> well, you know, if one of my family members wants to pay for Apple TV+, Plus, get like a family plan and give me the login, I will be happy to try it. Other than that, though, Tim Cook, sweetie, you can keep it. Cute for you. Oh my gosh, I do want to mention, though. Yeah. Oprah at the event. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw like the highlights. But Oprah just, she was by far the best and most interesting and just bewildering thing of the whole situation because she's been kind of quiet doing like, you know, live shows here and there, interviewing Rihanna, um, harvesting vegetables, <laughs> living her best life. But she came through just like really just you could tell she was not there to play. Her, she was serving hair, body and face like light was radiating out of her. Oprah looked like she was at 110%. And then she started talking about like how she wants to use the future of TV for like enlightenment and what is the next journey for like the human race. And it was so great to see Oprah coming out of the woodwork, whipping her bosom out, laying it on the table and saying, you have been suffering for so long. Who has been your great TV? Wendy Williams? Who have you been watching? Gabby. The real? The talk? Gabby Hanna? <laughs> I'm back. I'm just as smart, just as beautiful, just as talented, just as rich, just as enlightened as you remember. And I'm here to save television. Okay, well... I don't know. She just like radiated. I'm sure she smells like money. Oprah's definitely out here prospering. I just want to like... You know what? On second thought, I actually might consider subscribing to Apple TV Plus just, just so Oprah. I could get like a secondhand blessings off of Oprah's content. Come on. Blessing for you. Blessing for you. Surprise. Bet you thought the last... Bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. I'm here to bless you. I don't think I've ever and watched I'm Oprah. here to bless your viewing content and you're welcome. You have never watched Oprah? No. I don't think so. You've never watched the Oprah Winfrey show and you've watched a dozen seasons of Supernatural? This is why my life is And you is have so the rich. nerve to say that out loud. Um, yeah. Look at your life. Well. Look at your choices. Hey, hey, I got a job. I'm making good choices. She's following the Lord. She, she got a job. <sighs> well, She's doing you the better things. work. So... On your content consumption. And this, this show is so dumb. What, Supernatural? <laughs> All right, let's not do too much. I think that was it in the news this week, or at least, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, same. That was what you need to know. Let's take a break. Hey, guess what? what? We're back. Moving right along. This is usually where um, Chloe takes the wheel. And... Just crashes and burns. Yeah. Yeah. Look, okay, I'm going to be honest. I am severely unprepared this week because... Oh gosh, how much worse is the content going to get? You know, life happens and that's okay. All right, well, you're in luck because I actually do have some things I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Um, Go for it. We have listener mail this week. Kind of. Okay, so we have someone we both know, well, I know, and you kind of know, you know of, who listens to the show, and they have some feedback. First of all, I guess this went over our heads. I was like, don't gender my natural disaster. Apparently, natural disasters are female because they are sent by Mother Nature. Mother Nature. Oh. But that's weird, because they also talk about natural disasters being an act of God. Oh my gosh, Ariana Grande, God is a woman, is that you? Also, you said that um, you weren't allowed to watch Lord of the Rings. Did you know that, like, J.R.R. Tolkien, I hope I said that name right, was Catholic and Lord of the Rings is actually a deeply Christian movie? Yeah, no, I know I, I know now, but I mean, as a kid, I, I'm just telling you what was dictated to me by authority figures. I'm surrounded by people that will just read the news and decide that something's bad without even trying it themselves. So... I was told not to read 
Narnia, which is also by a Christian. The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe is like an allegory for the crucifixion. Right? I know. So like, yeah, I just haven't watched it myself because I couldn't be bothered to watch that. If I had a friend that watched it with me, I'd go for it for sure. All right. Well, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. Apparently Gandalf may well have been saved. Okay, cool. Anyway, that's it. That's the listener mail. Thanks, Matthew. So what are we doing? I wanted to talk about irrational fears, but like, like dumb fears. Like, have you ever had a really dumb fear? Well, I don't know about dumb, but I've had sort of irrational fears before. Or phobias or like whatever. Like Yeah, very that. I'm not scared of much, but like when I say something scares me, it's like the closest I get scared. I don't really get scared. I'm not afraid of anything, really, because I'm just like, whatever will be, will be. Um, you better feel your old Tenny. What? The worst thing that can happen is I die, and I'm not afraid of that either, so it's just, whatever. Actually, I don't think the worst thing that could happen is that you die. I feel like that would be like physical torture. No, it's just that, you know, we all have things that we're afraid of, and it just humanizes people, I guess. I mean, the aim would be just to get to know what you're scared of, and interact with the fans about silly phobias and we can ask them okay so you're insisting on calling the two people that listen to the show fans who are the fans chloe who are they and where are they at please keep that in i don't want to call it fear because i'm not scared of anything okay i had a thing that used to concern me it's put like that okay microwaves like microwaves oh, all the things microwaves freak me out because i don't know if i read it in a book or saw it in a movie or something but like the idea not microorganisms the idea of a microwave not micro penises but microwaves of all the micro things to be scared of chloe elizabeth like a microwave exploding in my face that's the whole thing because i don't want like shards of plastic or glass whatever your microwave bits are made of in my face because my microwave exploded while I was just casually trying to make myself some noodles like that really stresses me out I was just gonna say when you put your cup of noodles into the microwave why do you go into the next room does the beep when it hits zero seconds give you like a rush of dopamine like oh gosh yes made it through another day I mean yeah a little oh my gosh (laughs) mostly just because I'm happy because the food's ready like, what a mood. I don't like microwaves. They're they're problematic. Not you dragging inanimate objects, but okay. I mean, all right, if you... I mean, since you're asking, I used to be, like, super afraid of moths. I still kind of am. I definitely still am. I, I'm absolutely still terrified. I remember. Moths of any kind. I mean, if they're bigger than, like, my fingernail, they gotta go. I remember, when was the last time? I think we went to, I was with my brother at Goldie City. If you don't know what that is, it's like a theme park. A theme park in South Africa. And they have this like museum bit where, I don't even know how big it is. It looked enormous to me. But they have giant framed moths. Whole entire moths. Those terrible, disgusting creatures. They just have them framed on the wall because apparently, you know, why not? I have a question. They do that. My brother went in and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to pass. I still think about that to this day and shudder. I can't believe someone had the nerve to do that. (laughs) Like for what? They exist in nature. That's fine. Can't we just have them on file in like Wikipedia or Encyclopedia Britannica or Microsoft Encarta? Do we have to have them framed and put on a wall? Okay, wait, 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 do you have a problem with butterflies? No, I don't. That's But I know that that's... (laughs) But like, moths are just emo butterflies. You have got to go. (laughs) I don't think that's my quote, so I can't take credit for it. I don't know if I've seen that somewhere or if I made it up, but I feel like moths are just emo butterflies. And I think it's rude that you are hating on them just because they're not like as pretty as butterflies. You know, just because they have a dark side. They're also looking for the light. Literally. (laughs) Okay, you're dismissed. That's all, folks. Just kidding. Yeah, another thing that used to really concern me, and this one is even more dumb than the microwave, so buckle up. Okay, I guess we're just doing this then. Yeah. Um, You know when there's like that 
that square in the roof that you take out to like look at your geezer or whatever. Sure. That tile that you just move. I hate those. I watched an episode of CSI where like a person was up there and they were left there decomposing for so long that like bits of their body started dripping onto like this guy. And he was like, what the hell is this? And that's how they found the body. And like the idea that people can hide such sketchy things there. I'm just like, what are you going to find if I look up there? Especially since I rent like a house. If I look, what am I going to see that the previous owner left behind? Am I going to find like something really cool? Is there like a dead person in my attic? It really bothers me. And, and if they open, I will literally walk around it. I never walk under them. You... you know, I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm just like, I can't believe what I'm hearing. I don't, I would love to hear your answers to like the, um, inkblot test. Yeah. Do you want me to do one? I feel like you'd see a three act play, the big five. No, don't tell me what I, I want to do it. Do Lana I, how Del Rey. Do, how do I do it? I'm sure it's online. Okay. I'll do it. I'll send you the results if you want. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I know what the worst is could happen to you is being stuck in a room with my playlist on repeat i can do you one better yeah being stuck in a room with you <gasps> okay so is there any reason you brought up fears this week i mean no let's take a break and we're back yes we're back all right, let's 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 get onto the diatribe portion of the program. Okay, here's the thing. I've noticed this trend on, like, Twitter where, you know, when people are sharing their opinion, it's hardly ever just, you know, someone saying something that they feel like is going to rub someone the wrong way. It's never just that. It always comes with a qualifier. And I've noticed, too, that I keep seeing, for example, abortion is murder, but women should be allowed to murder something that grows inside them. And they'll end it with, thank you for coming to my TED Talk, A, or B, that's it, that's the whole tweet. Or they'll call it an unpopular opinion when millions of other people quite obviously feel that way. And I'm just thinking, like, why are we qualifying things that we have to say? If you are signed up for, like, an online forum, whatever that is, for social media, yeah, people know that if they see your name, to expect to hear your perspective. To hear what you have to say, they're not going to be like, well, damn, I didn't ask. Yeah, like they, like they followed them. So Exactly. What do you expect to see? Exactly. Me talking about you? No. I think this is why I have like phases with social media. I'll be like, you know what? I'm young and I'm going to look back when I'm 35, 45, 55 and be like, wow, everyone else has this record of what they were going through, what they were thinking, like pictures with Instagram or what they were thinking with Twitter or, you know what mistakes they made on Facebook. <laughs> I'd go through these phases where like, I'd either be like, okay, let's just commit to this. Let's do this. I mean, might as well. Let's just get into the habit of this. I mean, you might as well do it or you'll regret it later. And then I'll post regularly. And then I'll have this realization like eight months later where I'll be like, something is not quite right here. I feel like a little weird about doing this. I'll feel like if I'm tweeting often, I'll be like, I don't really like the way I'm coming across, not to anyone else, but to myself. Yeah. And yeah. if I keep posting pictures on Instagram, I feel like I'm keeping up an aesthetic or I'm keeping up the sort of persona and it's not organic and then I'll just stop doing it. So I'll do it regularly for like months on end and then I'll just stop. And so I was wondering kind of like what that is. I think we have this thing where we feel like the spaces that we create for ourselves online are still not our own. Even if it's your Twitter you feel like you have to qualify the things that you say. Or, you know, even if it's Instagram, you feel like there has to be something sort of like keeping it together. Or at least you have this idea of what you won't post. So like a even brand. A brand kind of, yeah. Or personality or a, a purpose. Yeah, I wouldn't even go that far. I'd just say constraints. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I mean, you expressed your opinions as that's what a Twitter is for. Go off. That shouldn't be the exception. That should be the rule. I mean, your unpopular opinion. I mean, are you really coming online to say things that you feel like everyone else is thinking? Yes, you have an opinion. Say it. 
that's, I mean, we're not expecting to see the same thing over and over again. It's fine. Share it. It's even, I mean, the reason I bring up Instagram is because I was thinking, okay, is Twitter the only thing? And then I was like, do you remember when people used to post selfies and they would say shameless selfie? Oh, yeah. Like, what even is that about? It's a selfie. Yes, it is self-absorbed, but I mean, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. You think you look cute. You want to post a picture of yourself. You got a haircut. You think your outfit is cute. You like where you are. And it's a picture of yourself. Do you have to apologize for that? No. You don't have to apologize for the pictures that you post. You don't have to apologize for the things you have to say. You don't have to qualify whatever you put online. So why do we do it? Why do I do it? I think the minute you say shameless selfie... We all know that you feel a little ashamed and you're justifying it. Like, you're convincing yourself, honey. We don't care. Oh, okay. All I want to say is that I was kind of... Like, I really sat with this for a minute and I was like, what is the thing here? What is... Why does this happen? And why does it seem to come from, like, so many people? Why does everyone, at least, you know, if they do get to this point where they post what they want, say what they want, do what they want... There seems to be this phase preceding it where they're like very, well, I won't say they, where we are very wary of what people are going to say. It's like if you say something, you feel like you're going to, like there's going to be this pushback. Even if people never comment on, on what you do, even if you have six followers, there's this fear about posting. The reason it doesn't make sense to me is that I feel like everyone feels that they're at least a little smarter than average. I just feel like everyone thinks that they're smarter than average, even if it's just a little bit. I mean, that's just that. I feel like no one walks around thinking, yeah, I'm stupid and everyone... Well. I really think that there's like a shared experience that everyone has. And I've said this before, but like if you're in the same culture with someone else, if you're in the same community, if you're the same age, chances are you have very, very similar things going on in your mind. And I mean, we all know that we're not dumb. So why are we hesitating before we say something? If you have a picture that you think is cute, you don't have to qualify it. It doesn't have to be a thing. You can just put it out there, put your bosom on the table and have that be that. It doesn't have to be a TED talk. It doesn't have to be shameless. It doesn't have to be this. It doesn't have to be that. There was something that someone said that occurred to me and I'm like, I've really thought about this on and off like every few months for the last like four years. And I was thinking, what if that person said, you know, started it off by saying, you know, we love everyone and not to offend um, anyone in this room and totally fine if you feel the other way. But, you know, I think that maybe this feeling that I have might be worth a little bit of attention. But if you don't, if you don't care, if you think I'm wrong, that's totally fine. That's okay. But, you know, I'm just going to say what I want to say, qualify it to death. And then follow it up with, yeah, well, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Which is basically like, yeah, I shared my opinion, but, you know, I know that it's going to be annoying. I understand if you don't care. It's okay if you think that this is um, disposable. And I mean, like, if everyone's having this shared experience, if everyone has these things on their mind, and we all know that we're smart, we're fairly articulate, we can say the things that are on our mind if we try. Why are we qualifying them in that way? Why is, where's that fear coming from? Just say the thing. Chances are it's going to resonate with someone. Yeah, true. No matter how small your follower count is, no matter how little you think your circle of influence is, I feel like I can comfortably say everyone out there has at least one or two people who, you know, if they say something, that will be received in the way that it is intended. So say it the way that you feel it. Don't qualify it and don't apologize for it. And not to preach right now, because I feel like I'm doing that. But we so, 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 so diminish the things that we say. We diminish the capability of the things that we say to have impact. We take the power out of the things that we say. When we are bold enough to say them, we qualify it to death. And then we apologize for it afterwards. And I was thinking, you know, maybe there is something reasonable about this fear of... You know, what if I say the wrong thing? Or what if this is stupid? Or what if this is, you know, comes back to bite me? And then I was thinking of Shane Dawson because I really did feel weird about not being informed before we popped off last week. And the thing is, I'm glad I went back and listened to the things that he said because he was so much further over the line than I remembered. Here's the thing. He wasn't just saying, oh, she was six years old, but I don't know if I can say this, but she was kind of hot. She was sticking out her tongue and she was cute. He was like... I don't know why I can't pleasure myself or I don't know why people can't pleasure themselves to pictures of babies. It's like having a foot fetish. What's wrong with that? I googled sexy babies and you know what? They were sexy. Damn. 
yeah, you might be scared if that's something you say might not be quite kosher in the future. But you know what? If you're going to say something Shane Dawson level of stupid, you're going to know it when you say it. And I guess what I'm trying to say is say what you want to say because your instincts about what you say and their validity are stronger than you think. And the only way it will get stronger or the only way you'll get more comfortable saying the things that are on your mind is if you just do it. And my instinct is at this point in my life is that if I want to say something, I'm going to say it, which I've said on this podcast like a thousand times already. However, what I want to add to it now is that if you're going to say something that you'll probably regret, or if you're going to say something that maybe isn't quite you, you'll know in the moment, sweetie, you'll know what's you and what's not. Trust that instinct, obey your thirst, just go with your gut. You'll know what's problematic. Shane Dawson knew that jerking off to babies wasn't cool when he said it. And chances are, if you say something stupid, you'll know that it's stupid when you're saying it. But if it means something to you in the moment, don't be scared that it's going to have that stupid effect later on. What I'm trying to say is, I'm pretty sure that we'll know. We just got to trust it. Yeah. I'm trying to do that. And yeah, listener one and listener A, I hope that is a mood for you as well. And I think I am done. What just happened? Oh my gosh. Uh, you went off, which is the point, which is great. Ew. <laughs> the show. Oh, did I just? <laughs> okay. All right. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm so good. Oh, good. What's on your mind? So everybody knows the, the popular Netflix original Riverdale. <laughs> All right. And uh, it has uh, quite a, a large standship. Is that a thing? Is that a word? Did I just make a thing? <laughs> a large following. I mean, sure, just go with it. Party. Yeah, I like it. Riverdale is wild. It's a very crazy show. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, it's just a bunch of kids doing stuff without, like, telling their parents to help. But they also don't want their parents to help because, you know, just... Everybody doesn't trust anyone. It's a mess. In fact, I saw a tweet saying that Riverdale, like the script is basically like written by predictive text. Oh my gosh, not predictive text. Because that's how bizarre <laughs> the show is. It's just like, can, can I, can I just, okay, spoiler alert to Riverdale fans that are not up to date. Can I do like a mini summary Ugh. for you, Caleb, just so you understand how bizarre it is without having to watch it? Why must you insist on lowering the quality of my life? Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, if you must. It comes with the friendship. Sorry. Uh, so. Um, I want a divorce. <laughs> Basically, there's these two redhead twins, the one dies, and everybody wants to solve his murder. Okay, that's, like, the first thing. Okay. Then, suddenly, there's, like, killings, or somebody else gets killed, I don't know, and they're trying to find out who the Black Hood is, because now there's, like, an evil vigilante on the loose who's killing sinners. Not a vigilante. Yeah. Then, you know, they find out that it's one of the characters' dads, and it's all like, oh, who knew, you know? And, you know, it's, it's yeah. They drink oh, fun a lot fact, of- my dad is actually on the show. What? Oh. I wonder what Cole Sprouse is doing right now. <laughs> anyway, so... I hate the show! <laughs> anyway, next, uh, after that happens, suddenly there's, like, an evil cult thing. You know, like a religious cult and everyone's getting like roped into that. But then there's also like another evil cult gang thing. And just everybody's doing drugs and the parents are like drug sellers and the kids are out here trying to keep peace. Drug dealers? That's the word. Yes. You know what? There's just so much. Like it starts with like one guy's murder and everyone's like, oh, what happened? And then all of a sudden there's... Like, all these gangs and all these cults and unnecessary drugs. I mean, all drugs, I would say, are unnecessary, but, like, yeah. Um, I care less and less about the show the more you tell me about it. It's fine. I don't care. So. Same. Caleb, it gets worse. Oh, no. They decided to do something that I'm sure nobody asked for. Season three. (laughs) The latest episode was a musical. Oh. So 
What you guys don't know about me, or maybe you do, I don't like musicals, I don't like pantomimes, I don't like singy-songy, clappy, get involved and enjoy, like, no. And if it didn't have an effect on the plot and me knowing kind of what's going on in the show, which is already difficult to, like, know what's happening, okay, to then add a musical that I really just didn't want to watch... Okay, so there's that. I went onto Twitter to see if I was the only person that hated it, because I wanted to get other people's feedback, you know. I was expecting to go on Twitter and find, like, roasting the musical episode, and the fans loved it. I'm like, wait, people enjoyed this? And, like, okay, I don't know if any of the cast can actually sing. It did sound like their voices and whatever, but I'm pretty sure heavy autotune was used. And, yeah, okay, there was this one song that, I think it's something about being 17 again, and people on Twitter were, like, out here, like, oh, you know, on repeat, oh, crying, hashtag, who's cutting onions? And I'm like, guys, it's not that deep. Like, you know, and it's so ridiculous that they're talking about how, like, the characters in the show are talking about how they want to be younger when life was more simple. Bruh, life in Riverdale has never been simple. Somebody, it's just... Wait, 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 wait. Yes. I was going to say, you want to be younger? You're in your early 20s. Then I thought a little bit harder. Aren't they literally in high school? They are. Well, they they are. They're in like their final year of high school and they're talking about wanting to go back the year before, I think. And I'm like, bruh. And can I just say, I saw this thing of, you know how like teenagers get really upset over a breakup? And you know why? Because they... When you're younger, you don't have that perspective of things pass. It, it'll it pass. When you're old or older, you're like, okay, cool. You know, I've seen some stuff. I've been through seasons and whatever. But when you're a teenager, you're like, I'm here. This is it. You know, this is my life forever. And it's not. It's just, it goes away. It, you're not going to be in love with uh, Brett from sixth grade forever, you know? <laughs> so the fact that these these teenagers in this show are talking about how they want to go back to a younger, simpler time, I'm like, listen, it's only going to get harder from here. Just appreciate what you have now instead of wanting what was, because you're going to keep feeling this way. And then when you look back in 10 years, you know, like when you're 28 and you look back at your 18th year, you're going to realize that you spent all that time wishing you were younger instead of enjoying it. While you were that young. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, no, I really do. So that that really irritated me. It's not that deep. People out here crying because Cole and Lily, or slash Betty and Jughead, did a duet and people are thinking it's the deepest thing and it's like the next Jack and Rose sort of situation. And I'm like, guys, it's not that deep. Nobody asked for the musical. I didn't enjoy it. I only watched it so that I could follow along with the story. But but please, please, Netflix, no more. Make it stop. I even watched the show like a couple days late because when I saw it was a musical, I was just like, I know I need to do this. It, it was like a chore. It was like, ugh, I gotta get this done. You know, so I can enjoy the rest of it. The rest of my life. The rest of the Riverdale stuff without being confused. I thought it was dumb. And that's my diatribe. Yeah, I mean, this show sounds about as deep as a saucer of milk. I will definitely not be giving it a shot. If if I... Cole Sprouse, we were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? If I just say one thing quickly about Riverdale, I enjoy it because of how ridiculous and unrealistic it is. And it's nice to watch something, like, silly. But to all the people that take Riverdale seriously and took that musical number song seriously... Guys, there's real problems in the world. Like, yeah, there's deeper things out there. Yeah, for example, what is the girl who plays Veronica? What is going on with her eyebrows? Don't you like them? They're just a little too close to each other. Go off. Well, I think that's the there on that. Yeah. This has been another installment of the, um, not the sound of water in the next apartment. This episode was not brought to you by Caleb's Wi-Fi. Okay, so before we go, I just have, like, some housekeeping.
Come in. Not us doing a meet and greet by going house to house being like, hey, have you heard about our podcast diatribe? <laughs> I feel like that's literally me, though. Like, I meet people. I mean, I don't... Oh, my gosh. But... Our version of a meet and greet, a stalk and talk. <laughs> I'm starting a hashtag. I don't care. <laughs> More like a tweet and skeet. <laughs> I cannot believe that the show has the nerve to exist. Yeah. Uh, losing friends, losing followers. Losing sanity. Losing grip. How is Avril Lavigne? Yeah, I just wanted to say that I know we talk, uh, well, I talk every week about maybe putting stuff up on the Twitter, just like things that we talk about that we want to share. Yeah. Like how we're going to do that. Yeah. I think what I'm going to do is um, for each episode... We tweet the episode just like the link. And I think what I'm going to do is either add to that or start a thread for every episode and then just add to that things we spoke about or that we said we'll post. Yeah. And that way you can check it out all in one place. And, you know, we don't inundate people with um, content that they didn't ask for. I mean, if they subscribe to us, they did ask. I mean, we have like zero. We have like we'll have like point one followers on Twitter anyway. So it's okay. It'll come. I have faith. Listen, I mean, if Riverdale to the thumb of one person following us on Twitter, you're welcome. We're making your lives easier. If Riverdale can do a music episode and people enjoy that, I'm sure there's one or two people that will like our podcast. <laughs> yeah, you say that, and yet where they at though? <laughs> Meow. Ah! I cannot stand this episode. <laughs> anyway, seated. I think that's it from me. Ooh. What? <laughs> I said, then be seated. This has been no. Diatribe. Uh, go check us out on Twitter at This Is Diatribe and on Instagram at This Is Diatribe. And Facebook at This Is Diatribe. And check us out on, you know, whatever your favorite listening app is Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. Yeah, we're just about everywhere. Yeah, yeah, we, we're going around like a merry go round or like a mm, windmill. Like an fan. infection. That was the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up. That's the episode. Do you have any last words? I think I've said enough. You and me both. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Caleb. And I'm Chloe. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week, hopefully. See you next week. Have a great week. Yes. Let's go to break. Yay, yay, yeah. Are you going to cut out my singing? Yeah. Okay, good.